Hello and welcome back to this Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 207 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you for joining us today as we are continuing with our study of July the 20th to July the 26th, Alma 36 to 38, Look to God and Live. And we're going to conclude today the chapter of Alma 37, uh, covering the title, Scriptures Have Been Preserved for a Wise Purpose. Now, uh, there is a lot uh, to get through here. We start in Alma 37.19, where we left off yesterday, with the promise that was given uh, to um, Alma about the future of these records and how they would help the Lamanites uh, to be given a truth or a understanding of um, their forefathers, that the truth will be preserved for them. Walter F. Gonzalez said this, quote, God showed his power through the plates by fulfilling one purpose, even the restoration of many thousands to the knowledge of the truth. Alma then prophesied that God would still show forth his power unto them in future generations. Thus the records were preserved, and you and I are part of those future generations. Just as in days of old, we can be more powerful priesthood holders by using the Book of Mormon, close quote. It's the point that many thousands and many hundreds of uh, Lamanites had so far been converted by um, the, the records that have been kept. Um, and we had many of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's now because of that. But there was yet more blessings that would come to those future Lamanites as they kept, um, you know, or as they listened to the records that had been held. We move on uh, and we start to see this, uh, this word secret combinations. Now, secret combinations have been mentioned before in the Book of Mormon, mainly in the prophecy chapters within Second Nephi. But this is the first time we see second uh, we see secret combinations begin to happen amongst the Nephites, well, the Nephites and Lamanites. Um, and this is of great concern to Alma to his son Helaman. And it's interesting that we see this happening now. If you cast your mind back to the main threats to um, the Nephite faith uh, or the belief in Christ. There are a couple of things that stand out, stand out to me so far in the Book of Mormon as we reach, you know, as we've just gone past the halfway stage. And that is really the pride. So we see that pride and material, materialism uh, was a great uh, inhibitor for this people, but they'd overcome it a number of times. Uh, and also, you know, in terms of people that are uh, against the, the, the teachings of Christ, we have antichrists, so now we have already we've had the three of them. We've had Sherem, we've had uh, Nehor, and Korihor. What is interesting to me is that we don't really see any more antichrists or people who go before the people and say, "You believe this? This is the thing to believe. Come listen to this word." We don't really see that happen anymore. What we see now is a much more subtle change to Satan's tactic and a much more malicious and deviant way. And that is through that this method of secret combinations. Um, and they are great concern to Alma because he seems to feel um, that they will cause great destruction um, amongst the people of the Nephites. And of course, we see this come to pass. And so it's something that, which is uh, understandably he's concerned about. In verse 23, uh, we read of a servant called Gazelam, who will have a stone that will shine forth in darkness. Um, to reveal their works of darkness and their wickedness and abominations. And it's interesting, uh, in studying this, I found a quote by Scott C. Esplin, who said this, quote, The servant Gazelam is unidentified, but, but Gazelam was one of the names used in early printings of the Doctrine and Covenants as a codename for Joseph Smith. 
of it, Elder McConkie wrote, with reference to the name Gazelum, it is interesting to note that Alma, in directing Helaman to preserve both the Urim and Thummim and the plates containing the Book of Ether, says that such a record will be brought to light by the Lord's servant Gazelum, who will use a stone in his translation work. It may be that Gazelum is a variant of the spelling of Gazelum, Gazelam, uh, and that Alma's reference is to the prophet Joseph Smith, who did bring forth part of the Ether record. Um, close quote. So obviously there, uh, we can take this as a as a potential uh, translation or a, pot- a potential um, kind of understanding of what Gazelam is. It may well refer to Joseph Smith, who did bring forth uh, some of the record of the um, the Jaredites. Uh, but then again, it may well refer to a different uh, person as well entirely. So that's just something to kind of put, consider as we move forward with that um, with that interesting verse. In verse 29, uh, we move forward, and Helaman is really speaking about these secret combinations. He wants his, sorry, Alma is speaking about these combinations. He really wants his son Helaman uh, to really, you know, have his people avoid them, uh, because he he talks about how the people of the Jaredites were destroyed because of these secret combinations. Um, Daniel H. Ludlow, though, says something important, which I think we could um, take as um, as something which is incorrect. Um, he said, quote, In his farewell instructions to his son Helaman, Alma warns him to withhold from the Nephites the references from Jaredite history pertaining to all their oaths and their covenants and their agreements in their secret combinations. But in Helaman 6, which covers a period of about 50 years later in Alma's instruction to his son, it is obvious that the Nephites, especially, especially the Gadianton robbers, are in possession of these secret oaths and covenants. The historian hastens to inform us, however, that these sacred oaths and covenants did not come forth from, unto Gadianton from the records which were delivered unto Helaman, but behold, they were put into the heart of Gadianton by the same being who did entice our first parents to partake of the, of the forbidden fruit. Close quote. So we can take it that Helaman hasn't failed in his duty. And I think that people might consider that, you know, if this is something where Alma tells Helaman, do not let these, you know, secret combinations get into the hands of the people. And then, you know, a number of decades later, they are in the hands of the people. People may start to think, well, maybe they, you know, maybe he did fail in that duty, but he didn't. Uh, We can read that it was Satan that put it it directly into the heart of Gadianton, um, as he was the one that instituted them in the first place. Uh, and so, you know, that, I thought that was an important point to cover. Verse 35 says, uh, and it's uh, a well-known one. Oh, remember my son, and learn wisdom in thy youth. Yea, learn in thy youth to keep the commandments of God. I want to have a look at this word wisdom uh, and what it means to be wise. Uh, again, Daniel H. Ludlow commented on this his, uh, in his commentary. He said, quote, The word wisdom in the Book of Mormon is used to denote the wise or effective use of knowledge. It not only concerns the acquisition of knowledge, but also the right use of knowledge. Wise indeed is the person who will learn the commandments of God and then obey them so he can receive the promised blessings. Close quote. And of course, that is why in this same verse we have learned wisdom and then learn to keep the commandments of God. It is the application of knowledge that makes us wise. Uh, and so that is an important point. Uh, verse 37 also is pretty well known talking about counselling with the Lord in all thy doings, and he will direct thee for good. And um, I love that um, verb, because to counsel means it's to discuss together, to work together, to find a solution. Uh, And I think that our prayers are are very often a 
one-way communication when they shouldn't be. We should be counselling with the Lord. We should be sharing ideas with him. He should be um, directing and guiding us in our, in our ideas that we discuss with him. And so we need to make build that connection, um, which I think is a great way of describing what prayer should be. It should be a counselling, not a... Um, I'm trying to think of a word that would describe what we sometimes do in our prayers, which is basically just speak at the Lord rather than speak with. Um, and then, uh, to finish, I want to have a look at this discussion about the Leahona at the end. Now, the word Leahona is only used once in the Book of Mormon, and it's here in Alma 37 and 38, uh, when um, Alma gives, and, gives it to his son Helaman and describes what it does. Um, but what I want to have a look at is in verse 43. Um, Alma says, And now, my son, I would that you should understand that these things are not without a shadow. For as our fathers were slothful to give heed to this compass, um, now these things were temporal, they did not prosper. Even so it is with things which are spiritual. Uh, and it's here that Alma begins to um, explain to us that this Leahona had much more than just a physical um, guidance function. It was a reflection of the spiritual heed that they took to the spirit. Um, and the Leahona was a way of showing that physically. Uh, and we get this understanding that there are temporal things and these temporal things are also spiritual, which is fantastic. Um, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland uh, spoke about this and said, quote, The call of the Book of Mormon is always look that ye might live. Whether that is to look up to a staff held aloft by a prophet of God or down upon a personal sphere like Leahona, it is the same. They mark the way of eternal life. Indeed, they are similitudes of the way of the of the way of eternal life. All things are typifying of Christ. Close quote. Um, yeah, I think that this um, is a great understanding of the Leahona and how it is a blessing to those that listen to it and heed its directions. And we, with our personal Leahonas, and the Leahona has been likened to many things in our day, such as patriarchal blessings, the Holy Ghost, and and so on. As we listen to these personal, well, personalised directives, um, we can receive great blessings. Thank you for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed listening, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Let people know, share it with others. You can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And of course, uh, there is the Facebook group, I've just said that. You can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. I would love to hear if you're interested in joining in a future episode so I can have another study episode with with a guest uh, study buddy, I guess. Uh, It'd be great to hear from some people. So please, please let me know. Uh, Thanks for listening. And until we meet again.